Last time I made, I made everybody scooch in all the way, but I think we'll be okay. So. I, th I, 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 I was going to say, I fully believe everybody did shower and everybody wore deodorant, except maybe Justin, but that might, that might be asking too much. So what's new? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, all right. We don't have a little like pulpit thing I could move down there, do we? Portable one? No, it's just Oh, okay. All right. All right. I'm not asking. I'm not asking you to. So, all right. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for this day you've given to us, Lord. We just thank you for bringing bringing us together here this morning, Lord, to just spend a little time in your Word and just together as a church family. Lord, uh, just pray that you'd put aside everything else we've got going on right now, everything of this world and of ourselves. Just put us aside and let your word work in us, Lord. And we're just so thankful for this, for your word and, Lord, how you work through it. Lord, I just give this time over to you now and pray that, that you just be present here with us and that your spirit would work in each one of our hearts as you see fit. Lord, I ask this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. This has been on, on my heart a lot lately is we are a, a flock under a shepherd and a flock can't be scattered all over the place and still be a flock. So we do have to be together for the shepherd to be able to do the work he needs to do or wants to do with us as a flock. But we've been, we've been talking a lot lately about things like this and, one, and I was reading Proverbs, everybody can turn to Proverbs chapter 18. And, you know, it's, of course, with anything that we do, we always pray, I hope, uh, that we do it, that the Lord would give us wisdom and understanding in anything we do as, as, we, as we feel the Lord working in our church to, to be together, to be uh, stronger in prayer, to be uh, uh, an influence for Christ in the community that it would be done in wisdom and understanding and not in our flesh. But <clears throat> let's look at uh, Proverbs chapter 18 and verse 1. I, you know, we, we all read Proverbs every day. I've read this Proverbs, uh, Proverb a hundred times, but it says, Through desire a man 
having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. So anytime we, we want wisdom, there's, we see here in Proverbs 18.1, we see actually four steps that have to be gone through in order to get wisdom the way the Lord <clears throat> wants us to have wisdom. First, we have to have desire, and then we have to separate ourselves, and then we have to seek it, and then we have to intermeddle with it. You can't just get wisdom by hoping for it. You can't just get wisdom by wanting it. You have to go through some things in order to truly get wisdom. Seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. So there's a, I've got a lot of scriptures here to start and then um, kind of settle down a little bit here, but <clears throat> just look at some, some, some scriptures here for each one of these. And you can turn with me if you want or just read along. <clears throat> for the first one, for desire, James chapter 1, verse 5. James chapter 1, verse 5 says, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. We have to have that desire first, obviously, to have the Lord do something in us, to work in us, <clears throat> and, and to do it the right way. I think that's, that's true for anything we do. If we do something, we want to make sure we do it right. And that should always be God's way, not our way. It seems like anything, any time in the world you have more than yourself involved in something, you're going to get different answers as to what the right way is. But we know as Christians that the right way is always God's way. Sometimes we maybe forget that and think we can help God see things our way, but we need to, when everything else is boiled down and melted and separated and comes down to it, we know ultimately that God's way is always the right way. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, it shall be given him. And then it says, having separated himself. Let's look at uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 6. <clears throat> 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verses 14 through 18. It says, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion hath light with darkness? What concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what? <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, what part hath, and what concord hath Christ with Belial? Or what part hath he that believeth with an infidel? And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God hath said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you, and, I, and will be a father unto you, and ye shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Now, I would say desire comes easy for a Christian. We all, I'd say, have a desire to want to do better for the Lord, to have wisdom, whatever the case is, do more for the church. That comes easy. The separation part is I would say probably the hardest part for us to separate ourselves, our, our flesh, our own desires, our own uncomfortableness, whatever it may be, to, sep to, to separate that 
ourselves from that and just give ourselves wholly over to the Lord. It's so easy to want to do the right thing, you know, part of the way. I'm willing to give up some of my time for the Lord. I'm willing to <clears throat> separate myself from certain things, but the Lord wants us to separate all of ourselves from all of the world, not just part of ourselves from some of the things of the world. And we all have such a hard time with that. We've got the internet, we've got TV, we've got cool things everywhere we go to entice us to not be separate from the world, to entice us to be drawn in a little bit from the world, to say, <clears throat> the world says, it's okay for you to be a Christian, just don't be one of those Christians. Still do a little bit of this, do a little bit of that. It's fine. Believe whatever you want. We're fine with that. But just don't go too far. You still got to, I mean, you, you still got to believe this and you still, can you really believe that, you know, sodomy is wrong? Come on, it's all over the world. You know, you, you can't separate that. You know, you can't say that's wrong. We got to be completely separate. You know, using, saying certain things, speaking a certain way, whatever it is. It's all out there. It's so hard for us to be separate from the world because we have so much of it around us. And the, the internet, to me, has just ruined humanity in so many ways. And it's, I mean, it's very useful, but it's, it's, it's made life very difficult for a Christian So to be completely separate. <clears throat> Let's look at uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 3. Second Thessalonians chapter 3 and verse 6. Now we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye withdraw yourselves from every brother that walketh, that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition which he, which he received of us. Sometimes we've got to separate ourselves from people in our lives. If, the Lord, if we truly want the Lord to give us that wisdom we desire, we've got to change who we hang out with, uh, unfortunately. Um, you know, I mean, it's, I don't, God still wants us to use us in people's lives, but it's, you know, how we hang out with people, how we interact with people, where we're interacting with people, things like that. I mean, I've been trying, Jenny and I have been trying so hard to help the boys to understand that as Christians, we want the world to come up to where Christ is, not for us to go down to where the world is, because it, that's the easy thing to do. Yeah, I'm a Christian, and then laugh at the same jokes, and, you know, talk the same way, and, and, and just be mixed in with everybody else. That's the easy thing to do. But we've been trying so hard to teach them that you're always going to find people everywhere you go, friends, coworkers, whatever, relatives, that want to be, that are like it down here. But we've got to show them how good Christ can be up here. And we've got to separate ourselves from going down there to that level and trying, it's, it's like going into a bar to witness. You know, I mean, it, it, you might do it, be doing it with the right heart, but it's not really going to work out. You know, it's just, we've got to show the world where Christ is up here. And that it's not, and, and show the world that it's not some lofty, you know, unattainable type thing. Because I think that's a lot of times, that's what the world thinks is, yeah, you're a Christian and, and you're up here with, with your God, 
with your Christianity, but I'm down here. I can never get all the way up there to you. So they, they stop even trying because they, they don't know how to interact. You know, to, they don't know how to raise themselves up. And, and it's our job to show them, hey, this is completely possible. It's one step at a time. It's not an unattainable goal to, be, to live a Christ-filled life in this world. It really isn't. Uh, Isaiah chapter 55. Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 7. It says, Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon now, our thoughts, I think, are, I mean, it's, we, we can live a certain way, dress a certain way, talk a certain way, look a certain way, but our thoughts are hard to, to let the Lord have our thoughts. When I'm driving, my thoughts about other drivers, I, I was just telling Jenny the other day, I'm really trying to work at this because that's my, that's my weak spot. <laughs> oh, man, I just, what's that? And parking. <laughs> Other people in cars in general, uh, it's my, my thoughts. I mean, I may not be saying it out loud, but Jenny can tell by the way I'm driving and the way my eyes are looking. Clinton, you've got to calm down. I'm, I'm, cal I'm calm. I'm calm. What are you talking about? I'm calm. Back off. <laughs> you know? Yeah.
exactly. No, you're, it's fine. But it's probably more complicated for people who go to one level or two of but the things here, the desire, the separation, the seeking, and the intermeddling can be applied. I'm applying it to wisdom, but it can be applied to any part of your Christian life, and it's not a one-and-done type of thing. You're going to go through these four things all the time. Things are always going to come up in your life that you say, first you have a desire. Something doesn't feel right here. And then you have to separate yourself from that, and that's where a lot of the churches, the Methodists just made a vote to to keep their stance that sodomy is wrong. They just, and that upset, they're going to probably split. The Methodist church is going to split because of that. But somebody, somewhere, I, I, don't, I don't picture them as being these, like, deeply religious people, but somebody somewhere had enough sense in them to say, I'm going to vote that this is wrong. Wrong is wrong. And they separated themselves from all the noise and the clamor over here, saying, no, sodomy needs to be accepted. Sodomy needs to be accepted. And they said, and that's how the world is. You've got, you've got a few with the loudest voices trying to tell the many that are just trying to live their lives what's right and what's wrong. And you're going to find the same thing in, in Christianity. 
you've got a few people with the loudest voices, the most Facebook hits, whatever, saying this is right and this is wrong. And we as a Christian have to know to separate ourselves from all that noise and say, I'm doing what I know is right or wrong, either way. So I'm applying it to wisdom here, but you can apply it to any part of your Christian life. And at some point, to, to, for the Lord to work in you, and I, I'm not real sure if I like the, the idea of saying a Christian down here and a Christian up here, but uh, I kind of use that, and now as we're talking about it more, I mean, we're all, we're all sinners, and we're all humans, and it's only by the grace of God that any of us gets anything from the Lord. Right, exactly. I mean, so you've got people who are willing to let the Lord work in their lives and walk with him and seek him and his desires, or you've got people that are wanting to be Christians but not willing to do really anything that the Lord wants them to do because they have to separate themselves from that. And that's, you're gonna, this is not something that you can just do once and be done and say, all right, I've achieved what God wants to achieve in my life. You're going to go through these four steps in any part of your Christian walk over and over and over and over again. And there's going to be some of them that are, you're going to think are easy. I don't believe drinking is right. And you have all these people saying, well, you should have a drink, have a drink, have a drink. And it's going to be easy for you to say, no, I don't want to drink. That's fine. But then you're going to have something that says, hey, sit down and watch this stupid movie with us. Okay, I like that actor. You know, it's just a couple of hours. I don't want to offend anybody. And you've decided right there not to separate yourself from that. And you might struggle more with that. Maybe some people are fine with not drinking, but some people struggle with music or movies. You know, whatever the case is, that's just an example. You're always going to find these, these struggles, and these are the four things that are going to make the difference in your life. And like I said, the desire is going to be easy. I don't like doing what I used to do. Then you're going to have to separate yourself from that. And then you're going to have to seek. And I'll just, just for the sake of time here, Proverbs 8, 17 says, I love them that love me, and those that seek me early shall find me. We can seek the world, or we can seek Christ. Isaiah 55, 6, we were just at Isaiah 55, 7. Right before that, Isaiah 55, 6 says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. This is kind of what Pastor was talking about. The Lord doesn't ever let anything slide. You know, he doesn't compromise. But he may only work in you, on your heart, for uh, about something he may not always work on that. And eventually you may have to live your Christian life with that in your mind and in your heart. And, and you may not be able to achieve what the Lord wants to achieve in you because you've told the Lord no so many times. And you haven't sought him so many times that he said, okay, you've made that decision. So that's something you might have to, to, to live with. Then intermeddle. <clears throat> uh, uh, Proverbs 18.1 uh, talks about uh, intermeddling with wisdom. And that's a word that I didn't quite understand. I had the idea what it meant, but it says intermeddle is to meddle in the affairs of others in which one has no concern. And I like that because wisdom to the human, to our natural flesh, to the natural man, apart from God, is not natural or is not something that, that is part of us. Natural man does not have godly wisdom built into him. We have no concern with w godly wisdom until Christ puts that desire in our heart. And then we have to go intermeddle with that. We have to go someplace in our lives that's not natural for us. We have to take that step from where we're comfortable to where we're uncomfortable. After you've had the desire, 
after you've separated yourself, you've sought it, and then you've got to take that final step to where this isn't me. This is, what, what am I, like, like Peter stepping out onto the water. This is not natural. This is not something that I could ever get. Why, why am I here? And it's not natural for in, our, in ourselves, in our flesh, to have the wisdom of God, but yet God says we can have it if we seek it and, and intermeddle with it, to involve ourselves in it, to step away from our comfort, comfort zone. Now, Proverbs chapter 8 is my favorite proverb, and it's, it's, the, it's the proverb all about wisdom, and it's a picture of wisdom and a picture of wisdom as Jesus Christ. We can totally see that. Proverbs 8, 30 through 35, towards the end of the chapter says, Then I was by him as one brought up with him, and I was daily his delight, rejoicing always before him, rejoicing in the habitable part of his earth, and my delights were with the sons of men. Now therefore hearken unto me, O ye children. Now this is wisdom crying out. Hearken unto me. And we can also see it as Christ crying out to us. Hearken unto me, O ye children, for blessed are they that keep my ways. Hear instruction, and be wise, and refuse it not. Blessed is the man that heareth me, watching daily at my gates, waiting at the posts of my doors. For whoso findeth me findeth life, and shall obtain favor of the Lord. Just a, a wonderful picture of how wisdom, who, how Jesus Christ desires to have us be part of him. Wisdom longs for us to be where, where, where wisdom is. Wants us to be on another level, to be involved in wisdom, to be involved in Jesus Christ. It's crying out. And it says, blessed is the man that seeks me and is waiting for me. Are we seeking and waiting for wisdom? Like you go to a, you have a store you want to go to and you can't wait to get there and you get there a little bit early and you're waiting for them to open up because there's something in there you want so badly that you just couldn't wait. So you get there a few minutes early and you, you're waiting so that as soon as those doors open, you're going in. That's what wisdom, that's what Jesus Christ longs for us is, God, I'm glad you're here. I've been waiting for your presence. I've been waiting. I've been desiring it. Fill me with your wisdom now, Lord. I want it so badly that when I, when I, I couldn't wait to get here. I couldn't wait to be with you, Lord. The longing, a desire. <clears throat> I'm about out of time here, so I'll just paraphrase real quick. Uh, in 1 Kings chapter 10, we all know it, the queen of Sheba goes from Sheba all the way to Jerusalem to visit Solomon. I'll just read it here real quick. First Kings chapter 10, verse 1. And when the queen of Sheba heard of the fame of Solomon concerning the name of the Lord, she came to prove him with hard questions. And she came to Jerusalem with a very great train with camels that bear spices and very much gold and precious stones. And when she was come to Solomon, she communed with him all that was in her heart. And Solomon told her all her questions. There was not anything hid from the king which he told her not. And when the queen of Sheba had seen all of Solomon's wisdom and the house that he had built and the meat of his table and the sitting of his servants and the attendance of his ministers and their apparel and his cupbearers and his ascent by which he went up into the house of the Lord, there was no more spirit in her. And she said to the king, it is a true report that I heard in mine own land of thy acts and thy wisdom. Howbeit I believed not the words until I came and mine eyes had seen it and behold, 
the half was not told me. Thy wisdom and prosperity exceedeth the fame which I heard. Happy are thy men, happy are these thy servants, which stand continually before thee, and that hear thy wisdom. Blessed be the Lord thy God, which delighted in thee to set thee on the throne of Israel, because the Lord loved Israel forever. Therefore made he thee king to do judgment and justice. Queen of Sheba, just a, a couple of things here real quick. This is a picture of two things. We can be, I, 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 I see here Solomon as the Lord and us as the Queen of Sheba, willing to travel, willing to put in the time and the effort to go before the Lord and say, and seek his wisdom and see, is this all this I've heard true? I mean, we're, we as Christians should always be trying to, to get to the Lord, to trying to willing to do what it takes to get to the Lord and seek him out and see what he holds for us. And secondly, especially with us, what I believe what the Lord is trying to do in our church right now, for, for us to be a picture of Solomon and, and, and Sheba being the community or the world around us, maybe have heard about what the Lord can do, maybe to have heard about the church, maybe we've told a few people and, and people are starting to, to think about it. And when they come, are they going to find just another ho-hum church? Or are they going to find that what they've heard is not true, it's greater than what they heard? That the Lord is greater than what we told them? Are, they gonna, are we going to let the Lord work through us and through his word to exceed anything that, that can be expected? Are we going to be willing to be used of the Lord enough to where people can come and say, not that we're great, but the Lord, wow, he's greater than, than I even expected this Christianity can be far better than what you guys even ever told me about. You know, you guys, you've, you've told me about church, and you've told me about Christ a little bit at work, or, you know, being neighbors or whatever, but now that I'm actually here, this is, this is better than I thought it would be. This is greater. So to, to wrap it up, wisdom it does not simply come by wishing or wanting or desiring. We have to, we have to seek it out, and we have to involve ourselves with it and the same is with with this church and what the lord wants to do in us we can't just wish and hope that things you know that that, that we can start witnessing more that people will start coming in we have to intermeddle with things we have to be involved and so that when people come they see something far greater than they they ever expected so thank you